Dopo's podcast. Jody's here. Um, I told her to ask me, come up with a couple of NBA questions, and I'm gonna like you know provide an education for her today. You always do. <laughs> Every time we hang out, I, I love talking about the NBA, but like you always tell me to shut up, so. <laughs> well, like I, <laughs> I think every time we we have a lunch together, I think ninety five percent of the conversation consists of you talking about basketball. <laughs> right. I don't think I even have to ask anything. I could just sit there, and then we'll we'll talk for two hours, but it'll mostly be you talking. <laughs> and I always like look around and try to find a TV with a game playing. Oh, <laughs> I do that every time. Yeah. I think like. My my favorite question that I've asked you before about basketball was like, how are the Lakers doing? And this was when LeBron had an injury. <laughs> oh yeah, well, you had no idea what was going on, and I had no, like, I didn't. <laughs> and I tend to give you like really long answers too, like if you ask me something. Yeah, and and pretty much like it goes through one year, and then in half of it flies out the other. Or all of it sometimes. <laughs> I, I've never asked. Um, I, I've done this like this kind of series, I guess, a couple times. But I've never asked my friends like to rate themselves on basketball knowledge. So just from one to ten, like, can you just rate yourself? Like, I'd rate me. I'd rate myself as like a nine on like knowledge and just you know general experience. What about you? Uh, <laughs> negative two. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there we have it. Negative two. Um, so I, 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 I took some time to like think about your questions and I wrote some like thoughts down, but I want you to just go through your own list and pick whatever in order of um, which one like do you want to know, know the most about and then we'll just go from there. And you can ask the Giannis question first if you want. We, we talked about this, but you don't have to. The, the Giannis question. Oh, did I did I write that down? Uh, it's just you just wanted to know. Like, remember what you sent me last night with the yeah yeah. G, sorry, I don't know how to pronounce the name. G, Giannis Giannis. Everyone calls him Giannis, but yeah, Giannis is not really used that much. But yeah, Giannis close enough. Giannis. Okay. Yeah, Giannis. How do you pronounce that last name? I have no no idea. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Who is that? <laughs> is that your first question? We can do yeah. that. I, okay. I, I want to know. <laughs> he is a Greek player for the Milwaukee Bucks, one of the 30 NBA teams. And he's one of the best players in the world right now. You could, a lot of people could, you know, put him as anywhere from number one or to number five in the world right now. And he's only 25 years old. So he's like our age, basically. Um, he's six eleven, I think. So he's almost seven. He's super strong. He's super fast. He won the MVP award last year. So that means that the general consensus among the public and the media members is that he's close to being the best in the world or is the best in the world. Um, he's a big deal. So basically guys, Jody sent me a screenshot yesterday of, uh, I guess a boyfriend and a girlfriend talking about basketball and they were, the girlfriend was asking him about who, who Giannis was basically and why, what's, what's the big deal about him. And to explain that screenshot, Jody, it's because his contract is up um, after next season. 
So the 2020-2021 season. And once that his contract expires, he could sign with any team that can afford him uh, and can do so according to the, the rules, basically. And it's a big deal because he's young and he's really good already. So any team out there that wants to win, like if they have the resources, they want to sign him. And yeah, that's the significance behind Giannis Antetokounmpo. <laughs> Got it. I, I think I understand the significance of the meme now even better. Um, I, oh. I remember in that conversation, I was like, Adam, you need to get a girl like this. And then I was like, I, but I think it's, I think they're talking about football though. Yeah. <laughs> so I won't go too specific, but what that guy was saying, explaining to her was just basically the intricacies of how contracts are signed and in, in, in the NBA. So he was talking about, I won't go into too in depth, but he, Giannis is, will be eligible to earn significant, not yeah, significantly more than other players if he decides to stay in Milwaukee. And, you know, recently he led like a protest in Milwaukee um, for BLM. And he, he said stuff like he wants his kid to like grow up in Milwaukee and be safe there. So those public events like that make people think that he's going to stay in Milwaukee, but we don't know. We have no idea. Some, you know, when players lose a lot, they get mad and they may want, they may want to move to other teams. And that's basically what that single screenshot that you sent me, that's the explanation behind that. Okay, cool. I I think I, I I think that half makes sense. All right, um, let's let's do comparisons here to simplify it further. We're talking <laughs> like we're talking like LeBron levels of talent and uh, really? yeah, talent and value. Like yeah, basically. That's impressive. Okay, I guess it comes up to my second question though, which is like how do you tell who is a good player? Like what stats or indicators do you look at to determine if that player is good or not? Yeah. So, okay. I, the last time I did this, I had this, the same question and to put it simply as a fan watching basketball, it's a lot easier to tell who's doing really good because you can clearly it's, it's easy. Like whichever team has more points, they're winning. So whichever player has the most points on the team, they're probably, you know, one of the best players on that team. So we have this thing called a box score, which is a box and it has a bunch of numbers on it and it's a record of that player's performance. So you just look at those numbers and if you see they're like all significantly higher than the rest of the people on that team, then they're probably like the best players on that team. And then you can take it further and you can look at their season averages for that year. And there's websites out there, like even the NBA website where they rank all the scores so if you see your player and he's in like the top 10, that means he's like really good because there's about, there's a couple hundred players in the NBA. So being in the top 10 means you're really good. And then if, uh, I wrote down like some example numbers, example averages. So Giannis, the player we just talked about, he yeah. was the most valuable player voted, voted last year. His season averages for last year was 27 points per game, 12 rebounds, 
which is like when you catch the ball if someone misses. Um, six assists, one steal, one block. And out of all the times that he tried to make a basket, he made it made a basket 57% of the time. And uh, just some more numbers, like the MVP before him the year before, he was averaging 30 points per game, five rebounds, eight assists, two steals. So in general, their numbers are just really high, and they're higher than most of most mostly every other player in the NBA. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is how our lunches typically typically go. <laughs> are you learning stuff though? Are you learning stuff? When we watch a game together, will will you be <laughs> keeping track? Will you be paying attention? Will you? I'm 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 gonna make a comment like doing a free throw from midcourt again. <laughs> That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think I can follow, I think. <laughs> oh, so those are like the numbers, I guess. So if you look at the numbers, they can tell you the story of what's happening. And then right. just watching the game, like you can just, you know, if you see a, if you see a, a six foot six guy dive for a ball that's going to like get out of bounds and he just like, you know, hits the ground really hard. That kind of tells you like oh he's trying really hard for this game right so those are like what we call the intangibles where um no one really records like how many times a guy falls down to catch like a ball but you mm-hmm. watching you can tell like he's trying really hard just to prevent the ball from going out of bounds okay i, I i'll try to follow when, when we get the chance to to watch a basketball game <laughs> all right jody continuing next question next question um okay who how is kobe oh wait no actually i want to do this one first okay what was the former team lebron james was on and why did they trade him okay i had a lot of fun reading this question because they didn't trade him um the team before uh the lakers was his hometown team cleveland uh cavaliers Mm -hmm. he grew up in akron ohio and um it's which is like a city near near Cleveland, um, but before that he was on the Miami Heat, and then before that he was playing for Cleveland. Uh, they they signed him out of high school. They drafted him out of high school and they signed him. He played there from 2003 to 2010, and then he played for the Miami Heat, and then he went back to Cleveland, and then now he's at the Lakers. Um, I'm not sure which team you're referencing. But just know that he's never been traded. Every single time he switch, switches a team, it's because his contract is up and he's, he just goes to whatever team that can afford to uh, pay him. So it, is it like a bidding war in a sense then? Yeah, it, it is exactly like a bidding war. Um, there's, this, there's this thing in, in economics, maybe it's another field as well, but it's called like the winner's curse, where when you don't know the true value of something, the whoever wins the bid, they probably will be overpaying him. Um, but in LeBron's case, like no one really knows a true, true value of a basketball player. So therefore, almost almost every time, um, the team that pays the most or is willing to pay the most, they get the player. Got it. And uh-huh. yeah, just the history of LeBron, basically, some people think he's the greatest of all time. You know that's very debatable. Everyone has different opinions on that. On that, we're not getting into it. Into it though. 
But 2003 to 2010, think of LeBron as like a one-man show. The Cavaliers, Cleveland, they're not, you know, the most efficient, well-run organization. So those seven years, it was just LeBron trying to carry his team to the playoffs and try to carry them to the finals and try to win a championship. But it just never worked out. There's so many factors we, we can we can talk about. Like maybe he didn't have like enough star players to help him out. He couldn't do it himself. Uh, could be injuries. Could be just bad luck. So he decided to not sign with Cleveland again, and he went to Miami because one, his close friend Dwayne Wade, who's also a star player, was there, and they managed to convince their third friend Chris. Bosch to sign with Miami Heat as well so there we have like three really talented superstar level players playing together um he played there from 2010 to 2014 they won twice and then once LeBron's contract was up at the end of 2014 he decided to leave Miami and go back to Cleveland because he wanted to win a championship for his hometown and home state. And he promised the city that he would. And um, why he decided to go to Cleveland at that time, no one knows for sure, but the facts are that there's a new up-and-coming star, Kyrie Irving, in Cleveland. So remember before, he had no one to help him. Right. This time there's a new young player that's – showing a lot of talent, signs of a lot of talent that could help them. In addition to that, they find a third star to come join them in Cleveland, Kevin Love. So again, LeBron has like this three-man squad that can is really talented, and they end up helping him win a championship in 2016. A bunch of drama happens with Kyrie. Kyrie leaves. Um, Golden State Warriors, they're around. They're a big thing. They win. And at the end of 2018, LeBron's contract is up again in Cleveland. And since he already fulfilled his promise to win for Cleveland, he, you know, decides on where to go. And Lakers, he chose the Lakers. A lot of people think it's because, you know, L.A., a lot of businesses here, his endorsements, his companies are all here in L.A. Um, You know, great weather, historic Mm -hmm. franchise. and. (laughs) Cool. <laughs> that's his history summarized right okay cool i think he has a pretty epic story and i guess for my next question is let's see who are the teams to watch out for when the season comes back so in the west you have the lakers and the clippers Right now, their their records, they're number one and number two, respectively. So, if the playoffs, like, happened as usual, like normal, without the pandemic, it would be those two for sure that are, like, the contenders in the West. But since everyone stopped playing basketball for, you know, three months now, when people come back, like, no one has any idea what, what, what it's going to be like right now when they come back because they've just been out of basketball for so long. Right. So, honestly, like, the West is really good. There's teams like Houston Rockets, um, Denver Nuggets, Dallas Mavericks, Portland Trailblazers. 
even though their records don't show it as of right now, just because everyone is kind of like getting a fresh start again, mm-hmm. it's hard to say like who are the true contenders. But I think most people would agree that it's somewhere something is it should look like the Lakers and the Clippers are the true contenders in the West. And then in the East, the Bucks are like number one with Giannis. He's um a lot of people think he deserves the MVP award again for the second year in a row. So in the East, where it's generally weaker than the West, most people would say the Bucks are like the true contender, the only contender in the East. Wow. The West really has it going. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And next question. Um, who is Jalen and what team is he on? Jeremy. So Jer- yeah, Jeremy Lin. He is an Asian American basketball player. He's best known for this event that lasted maybe a couple months or one or two months. It's called Lin Sanity. <laughs> Basically, I think this could be like the only time and the first time that like an Asian American player just like balls out and everyone knows about it. And he just has like, he just, you know, goes on a rampage where he scores a bunch of points and he has really good numbers. Um, that question that I answered for you about like how to tell if a player is really good or not, just imagine like all those, you know, statistics I pointed out, like they were really high for this mm-hmm. short amount of time for Jeremy Lin. And he was playing for the New York Knicks in 2011, 2012 season. No one thought he would, uh, this would happen for him because he wasn't like the starting um, player for his position. He was kind of like in the backup role. He was like their third or fourth best guy. And it was only like because the other players were either injured or they're just generally unavailable to play. He got the chance to finally play like really solid minutes, meaning like he's not playing just the last two minutes of the game. And in his play, he he did very well. Like he just scored a lot of points and they won a couple games. They lost a couple games, but he was scoring crazy numbers like 38, 35, 30 points. And, you know, for an Asian American player, like when you don't see a lot of Asian Americans playing in the NBA, this like really shocks you, uh, shocks you, right? Yeah, I, I mean, that's the first time I ever heard or seen any, anything about an Asian American basketball player, player or anything. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, there's one game where he played against the Lakers and Kobe was still playing. Kobe was like, you know, in his 30s already, but he was still playing very solidly, like really well. And the game that they played against Kobe, Jeremy Lin actually scored a couple more points than Kobe and they ended up winning the game. So, you know, people are really starting to think like, oh man, maybe this guy's like, you know, going to be... The real deal. Exactly, right. And basically to survive in the NBA, like you're, you just have to have, your body just has to be able to sustain a lot of damage to it. And you just have to be able to play for, you know, long-term without, you know, major injuries affecting you. That's just like, you know... You, you can't change much about your body, right? It's just your body, the one that you get. And other like external factors, like the way that the coach wants the team to play, it might not fit your style. It might, it might fit your style. But for Jeremy Lin's case, um, he started getting injuries. Uh, the coaches that, that played uh, him, like they, their style didn't fit his style that necessarily. Um, other players, 
even like your own teammates are kind of have to you kind of have to compete for playing time so there were moments where his teammates were playing better than him so therefore he wasn't getting a lot of time to play and so it, the insanity thing it kind of just faded out and things started going back to normal unfortunately um after the Knicks he signed with the Rockets and then he went to the Lakers for a bit and then he went to a bunch of teams and his last team was the Raptors from last season in Toronto. He didn't play that much, um, but he did win a championship with them. Wow. Yeah. So after that, he went to uh, China and he, he's now a player for the Beijing Ducks, which is a basketball team in China. I don't normally hear about foreign basketball teams. Foreign basketball teams, um, I think everyone in the world considers the NBA as like the golden standard, the highest level of basketball in the world. Right. But it's not the only option for people to play professionally. So, Yeah, uh, I I didn't know how big that basketball, like the NBA, like the standard of the NBA and how, I don't know, coveted it, it was until I went to the UK and then I was like, I I met this guy who almost went pro basketball and he was a huge like basketball fan and everything and so like I I guess that kind of opened my eyes to what the NBA is outside of the United States. Right, yeah. There's probably there's only 30 teams in the NBA, right? And each NBA team they can only have 15 players, so very limited amount of uh space for people to play professionally. So in other countries there's probably in the whole world, there's probably more than 30 teams in the world um, outside of the NBA. So players like Jeremy Lin, where they can't find a contract that they're okay with in the NBA or no one wants to sign them, maybe, then they go and try to find somewhere else to play in the world. China is a popular option. Europe is a popular option. Um, Australia is, like, coming up uh, as as a place to play professionally. and not even just like the the veteran players, but like the teenage players, they uh, the really talented ones. They start playing professionally over there, and then they make their way over here to the NBA. Interesting. So it's very worldwide. <laughs> right. And the NBA, like any once you make it to the NBA, your the amount of money you're making is anywhere from for for the majority of players, they make anywhere from maybe. 500,000 a year to you know 15 million those are like the majority majority of players are making somewhere in that range and the superstars I didn't mention the the superstars because there's only so few of them but people like LeBron they're making 30 million or more per year oh that's that's a lot of money I can't even imagine that but the the superstars they have more like other streams of revenue coming in through their endorsements. So LeBron's like a Nike athlete. So he's probably getting money from Nike uh, every year. And he has, he owns, he's a co-owner of like Blaze Pizza. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Yeah. I think they filmed a commercial with him uh, at the Pasadena Blaze Pizza. No way. Yeah. Like he pretended like he was a worker one day and he was just handing out pizzas to people. And some people like didn't know who he was. It was hilarious. I would, that would be me, my hometown, me casually walking by Blaze, seeing someone like that. I'm like, oh, why are there so many people here? What, 
who's that? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it was funny. And I don't know if they were actors. Maybe it was totally real, but uh, in the video, people were, were, you know, they were talking to him. They were like, oh, you look really familiar. You're, you're LeBron or you look like LeBron or something. So, yeah, players like LeBron, they have many, many streams of revenue. They're, they're, in addition to their NBA contract, they make a lot of money elsewhere as well. He just looks a little like LeBron. <laughs> kind of like LeBron. Yeah. Just watch the video. It's really funny. <laughs> okay. My next question. Um, when is basketball coming back and how is the virus affecting it? Uh, they just released uh, a timeline. Um, they're like these two guys in the NBA. Their names are, uh, we call them Woj and one of them and the other guy is Shams. They're kind of like the the two people that break NBA news the fastest in, in the league. That's because of how many people they know and how, they, how, how, many, how well they get their information. Mm-hmm. What happened was, the owners voted on a proposal and then the players union who that represents represents all the players they voted and what's going to happen is 22 teams they're headed to Orlando in July and then late July they'll start playing um, regular season games they're going to play eight regular season games all 22 teams after that um, they're going to continue playoffs as usual meaning four rounds you have to win four out of seven to win the round and continue the new addition is that if you're like borderline if you're like let's say two games back from being the last um seed in the tournament so each conference has like eight right right if your team is two let's say two wins away from being the eighth seed you the ninth seed will play against the eighth seed and you'll compete for that last spot in the playoffs. That's like the new addition. It's, um, it's an idea that everyone's interested in because, you know, people think it's, it would just be more interesting to have new teams in, in the playoffs every year instead of the, the same one. So. Right. Other than that, the playoffs will continue as usual, but then uh, they're still working out like the official schedule of things. And they're also, working out, you know, the guidelines for testing and um, just even things like can family members visit them in Orlando or not? They're still working that out. But they're going to use like Disney World's, you know, uh, campus, their resorts and their arenas for basketball. Nice. So next question. Um, Who is... Stephen Curry? <laughs> All right, that's not what you wrote in the question. Say say what you actually wrote in the question. Okay, in my defense, I'm not the one who calls him this. I I someone I someone I knew um and and this has to do with with uh Kobe cuz oh no, I brought it up because we were talking about um him passing away. Rest in peace, but um he said Basically, in that content context, he said that um, you know, like he he's such a legendary like household name, et cetera, et cetera. That's essentially essentially what he said. And but like, so when he died, like you know, I only he said I I only know like four people 
in in basketball, like LeBron, Kobe, Jordan, and the Curry man. So basically, one fourth of basketball died today, and that's where the Curry man came from. So the question the question is, who is the Curry man, and why is he important? Yeah, I've never heard anyone call him the Curry man before. <laughs> so when I was like writing down my thoughts for this question. I really wasn't sure if you were talking about someone else, but I'm glad I'm glad I knew what you were saying. And yeah, so his name is Stephen Curry. I was about to ask you to be sure, like, hey, did you mean Stephen Curry by this? But I actually wanted to see if like you were talking about someone else that I didn't know about. <laughs> the Curry man, who else? <laughs> okay. So he is the star player of the Golden State Warriors. They drafted him out of college. They signed him. He's been playing for them ever since. And he's considered to be the greatest shooter of all time, meaning a shooter from the three-point distance, so outside the, the arc. He's really accurate shooting from outside the arc. And he shoots at a high volume, meaning that, you know, Let's say you and I, we shoot three-pointers, but we shoot like, um, we shoot only 10. And let's say, you know, you make seven for some reason. So you're 70%, but we're shooting at a low volume. So that doesn't mean much, right? What he's doing is he's shooting a lot, but he's also making a lot as well. Yeah, which makes sense. I mean, like, the, the more chances you get, the more likely you'll be able to get a basketball through the hoop I guess (laughs) not necessarily um I mean professionally I can't I I wouldn't be able to do do that for sure (laughs) yeah I I I just want I I guess like you made it sound like any player that just shoots a lot will get more in which I'm saying is not true okay if I were playing against myself in that context like if my if me number one only got 10 shots and me number two got 20 shots me number two will have the higher volume and probably more likeliness to to make a few more shots in the hoop okay back to the main question here jody we're not talking about your shooting ability (laughs) you don't want to know about it anyways yeah well anyways there's no, not really many players like him where they shoot this much and they, they make this much. So imagine he's known to make like three to seven plus three-pointers in a game on top of like other ways that you can score in the game. So just imagine him shooting only three-pointers. And if he's shooting three to seven and he, if he's making three to seven per game, that's nine to 21 points per game just from shooting from three-point distance right Mm -hmm. and he's really really good at this really good he's so good that he doesn't even need to stand you know a little bit behind the line sometimes he just like shoots from anywhere he wants on the court like it could be super far away from the line and he still will make the shot impressive and that's why that's why like that's why he's significant and why he's a really good player in the league we need to we need to put a basketball hoop in the united states and then have him be in in like japan and then have him (laughs) make shots from there (laughs) okay that doesn't make sense at all so let's not get distracted here jody um on top of that he just uh 
he led Golden State Warriors. They're a team in Oakland, by the way, and now now in San Francisco, but they used to be in Oakland. He led them to win three times, and this is like the first time they've won in about forty years. So that's why the 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 city of basically Northern California area. That's why they love them. Uh-huh. Okay. So next question. Yeah. Sure. Got it. Um. Oh, last question, huh? Okay, how is Kobe Bryant's death going to affect the team? So, yeah, I wrote down no effect on the team that's measurable, mm-hmm. as in he's not, like, on their payroll anymore. They don't owe him any money. After he retired in 2016, like, that was it. They're, he's totally off their books, as far as I know. Mm-hmm. So... No measurable impact, but all the players on the Lakers, they, they've been influenced by him and they look up to him in some way or another. Um, outside the Lakers, um, the other teams that like really want to win a championship this year, like Giannis, for example, they all look, look up to him in some way and they considered him to be like the Michael Jordan of their generation because they're, they're a little too young to see Michael Jordan play, but they were old enough to see Kobe play. So it's not measurable, but you can probably guess that the leading teams for the championship this year, they will probably want to win for Kobe and, and, you know, dedicate their, their win to Kobe or some, or some way. But looking at LeBron, who's many people think the young players might think he's the great, he's the greatest of all time for Mm -hmm. their generation or, the Jordan of their time, he has like increased pressure on his shoulders to carry the Lakers to win because the Lakers haven't won in 10 years now, 2010. That was the last time with Kobe uh, winning. And oh, his back must hurt because he's carrying the team. Okay. That's a, I'm glad you, I'm glad you know the joke. Um, I'm really impressed. You know about that. <laughs> but that's basically that's basically what LeBron had to do in his first seven years in, in Cleveland, where his back really probably hurt because there wasn't a superstar to help him out. He was really carrying the, the team. Uh, Miami, he had friends to help. Cleveland, the first two years, he had help. The last two years, maybe the, just the last year, maybe he had like one person that kind of helped, but otherwise like his, his team really needed him to like carry them to the finals. And right now though, he, he has a superstar to help him out, but he's all, he also has good role players, I think. So it's not, it's not bad. Not as bad. Sounds like every high school group project I've ever been in. Very funny, Jody. Very funny. <laughs> Thanks. All right. Is, is that it? Do you have any I other last I minute questions? I bad jokes. <laughs> any other last minute questions or is that it i think that's it right was that curry man kobe i'd bet i bet no one no one calls him the curry man except you it's not me (laughs) i got it from somewhere else (laughs) but the curry i like the curry man (laughs) i'd say people call him just you know curry or steph or stephen curry or curry. Steph Curry. The Curry man is spicy. Okay. <laughs> one last one. <laughs> All right. Well, th- 
Thanks for coming on the Dope Post. Hope you enjoyed your time here. I did. I'm did happy I, with myself. Did I provide you with like valuable basketball education today? I, I would say you did. You always do. You you always deliver, Adam. And um and it's just a matter of whether I'm a good student or not. <laughs> I think this is like the pinnacle of our friendship right here, where I teach you about basketball. It it really is. I think. I think our friendship is uh is eighty percent ninety percent basketball, and then the rest is calculus. <laughs> well, thanks for coming on the show.